0: Money. Mindset. I think that sounds all right. One. Hello and welcome to Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. So season three of the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Please subscribe, please like, and please tell one person about this podcast. So season three, we're going speaking to influencers with the money's in the money space and financial bloggers. So today we're, we're privileged to join by Faith Archer, who writes in the blog Much More With Less. And she's also been, been featured in B, and she's been featured in many papers. And yes, yeah, she's a well-established uh, blogger. So thank you so much for joining us, Faith. And today's episode, we're going to talk about FIRE. So FIRE means financial independence and retire early. So thanks, Faith. So just start us off. So tell us a bit more about yourself, why you started the the blog much more for with less and yeah tell us about your financial journey from to independent in financial independence
1: hello Um uh, well i've been writing about money now for coming on 16 years um okay. as a personal finance journalist so i used to be deputy personal finance editor at the daily telegraph i went freelance after my children were born and so nowadays to write the articles i've got a monthly column in woman and home with money saving tips and then i also write my blog much more with less and the my blog well it actually came around um it actually started when i was trying to raise money for charity i was writing about frugal food for a particular topic and then it started getting picked up I was asked to write articles to different um, publications, the Sunday Times Money section and um, Mirror Online about the frugal food stuff that I was doing. Um, and I carried on uh, expanding with the blog alongside my journalism. And so now it's a key part of what I do. And it is about um, all aspects of family life, um, but with a frugal spin. So everything from... Um, budgeting for food and family activities right through to what i think of as more hardcore financial topics um like investments and pensions
0: that's interesting so i can learn so much from you so being kind of frugal is it's i guess it's a weakness for me i like to think i'm my expertise is investing but i I, the way i see it's essentially frugality is about not wasting it's not about it's it's not about not spending it's about yeah not wasting your time your money your energy and it's yeah being better than that especially during the lockdown with with the f- kind of sh- food um shortages with the supermarkets it's that it kind of yeah highlighted for me that i need to be much better with yeah the money that i have or the time that i have or essentially the resources that i have so yeah that's that's really interesting so today we're talking about financial independence retiring earlier and so yeah maybe let's start off by yeah. Tell us more. Essentially, what is financial independence, retiring early? What is the fire movement, and why is it so important
1: today? Well, um, it certainly sets them out. It does what it says in the tin. Um, financial independence, retire early, is about challenging the standard life that you would work, work, work until you reach state retirement age, and retire at sixty-seven to live off your pension. And it's questioning that and saying. Well, actually, if I make sensible choices with my money, um, whether that's making the most of the money on one side with frugality, spending less, maybe earning extra, and then investing the difference, can I actually build up enough money that I could quit, that I could retire early, that I don't have to stick with that, um, with that job? I could have more choices and do different things with my life.
0: Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. You say how much enough? That's I guess for me, that's a key question. That's how I help my clients. Essentially, you finding out how much is enough, how much you need to live on for the rest of your life. And I think once you understand that, for me, that's a big aha moment. Actually, there's a goal to head towards. And I think you're totally right. There's essentially, the, um, I say the rules have changed. In my parents' generation, you'd work all your life. At the end of that working life, you'd essentially get a guaranteed income for life. That's, these kind of pensions have now been blown out of the water. And essentially, it's down to, the listener at home, the individual has to make essentially key choices about how they spend their money. And essentially, yeah, if they want to, yeah, f- how they spend their money and how they want, how long they want to live, how, lo- how long they want to work for and how essentially how long they want to live for after they, or how, how much money they have to, to live on for, yeah, for when they stop working. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a key. That's yeah. Interesting points you raised there. And so essentially why, but, but essentially why would you want to why not be doing the fire movement? Why not just spend today and not worry about kind of tomorrow? Why, why do you think it's so important to I look think at frugality, put, essentially?
1: I think you've put your finger on it when you said that there's been a major change about how people um, fund their retirement. That before, um, vast swathes of the population could rely on final salary pensions. So, you know, as so long as you put in the years, you know, you'd worked in your drawing, you could retire knowing that you had a decent pension that would support you. Um, Whereas now there's been this massive shift within a generation that now all the responsibility is shifting to the individual um, to save for their retirement and so the amount of money that you end up with depends on how much you set aside and how um, your investments have performed. So to a certain extent you said you know, why is financial independence retire early important? I think it's important um, if you want to retire ever. What scares me is there are a lot of people if you are completely living for today, blowing all your cash in fact blowing more cash than you have and running up debts, you will never be able to retire. You'll never be able to afford to retire. And personally, I don't fancy working till I drop.
0: Yeah. And the statistics are quite scary. There's um, 11.5 million people in the UK have less than hundred pounds in investing or saving. That was from the money advice service that came out. So I think, yeah, I, that's essentially what I'm trying to, the problem I'm trying to solve is, Yeah, teaching people that actually doing simple things today will essentially will make it easier their lives easier in the future, and essentially, yeah, living happier lives or living more purposeful lives. Actually, for me, I just full full disclosure. I'm not. I haven't haven't got enough money to retire. I still work. I've started my business, but yeah, I'd like to think I'm on the journey, and yeah, doing working for joy rather than working for necessity would be my aim. So having enough money would essentially have the freedom for me to wake up every morning and think, actually, do I want to go and work for a boss that I might not want to be doing or work for a company that I might not necessarily agree with their policies or their ethics because they pay a good wage. It's actually having that option and having the choice to be actually wake up and think, actually, I can go and do something meaningful or purposeful than actually, yeah, I can someone that you might not necessarily agree with. Um, but yeah, but, but it's all very well and good but do you not think so this podcast is called millennial money mindset the house prices kind of crazy like you said there's no more final salary pensions uh, kind of which the kind of the boomer generation took for granted many years ago and maybe unsecured jobs rising cost of living is it not how is it not unattainable today what are
1: your thoughts here's the thing all those factors that you've mentioned about reasons why people might not have enough money and might have, be living in financial um, insecurity they for me are reasons why people should pay even more uh, you know consider financial independence even more strongly and the the basic ideas behind it because it is such an insecure um, it is so insecure out there financially so it's more important than ever before to be conscious of what you're spending um to be conscious about trying to set money aside to save money to have emergency savings that kind of emergency fund so you know if your landlord decides to chuck you out because you want to sell the place if your job disappears so you've actually got the money to exist um I think a lot of the headlines about financial independence scream about the retire early point. You know, it's the big stories that really um, hit the headlines for people who retire with an enormous sum and saved up in their 30s. The reality is, uh, to me, the financial independence part is far more important than the retire early part because yeah. the financial independence. Um, that comes from having those emergency savings. So if your car breaks down, you can actually get it repaired. So yeah. that you um, need, if you're in a relationship that's not going well, you can walk away. You know, you can find somewhere else to live. If you've got a job that's not working for you, you can move on because you are financially secure enough. You have enough savings to tide you over to fund that um, deposit and those months of rent. You know, that side of financial independence. If you perhaps think of it as a, a spectrum of yeah. um, then making your way along that spectrum um, already brings you massively more freedom and choice than just focusing on the idea that you want to quit and sit on a beach.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's super, super relevant as the financial independence. And it's I, so in my book, Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruit you need to reach, I started the journey actually wanting to become retire early. That was kind of my goal initially. And as I kind of developed in my kind of thinking and my, my my financial journey it's actually i realized it's actually not that important it's more about so moving from fire so financial independence retire early to fish what which is financial independence and seeking happiness which is a bit more okay, yep. it's a bit more kind of deep and meaningful but i was actually thinking yeah i kind of thought what's life about what's what's more meaningful what's purposeful and yeah for me it was more about doing the things that i want to do or what i've yeah essentially will given one life and it's actually making the most of that life there's, we only have a certain number of days left in our, we don't know how many it is, but yeah, it's making the most of those. And yeah, essentially like you, you raise really good points that certainly having enough money, even to cover the basics gives you that choice, that option, and the freedom to actually have that kind of those options and the, the kind of to live the life you, you want to live. But um, yeah. No, so coming back to you, if you have any, yeah favorite mistakes or kind of embarrassing money habits i think it's we talk about it's easy for me to sit here and kind of talk about um yeah d- doing things but i've made loads of mistakes in in my um yeah in my kind of money money career but um yeah tell me tell me more anything any funny kind of stories or any any kind of embarrassing habits that you might
1: have <laughs> um I think it's terms money mistakes, my biggest money mistake, as far as I'm concerned, is not starting to invest early enough. Mm. Um, I think it's one of those things, I'm, you know, apologies, I've always been quite boringly sensible with money, even as a kid. Um, I was a saver more than a spender. Um, but I think I came from a background that, um, you know, my, my parents didn't invest in the stock market at all. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of the, to get money, you you go out to work, you own it. You rely on having a final salary pension, and um, if you're going to invest in anything, or you invest in property. And I'm not knocking property by accident of when I was born, um, by really focusing on getting the property ladder, I've done well out of property. But I wish I had put more of any spare income into investments earlier. Um, That's been the big um, learning for me.
0: Okay, interesting you know i think you're right with before you didn't even need to worry about investing if you you would have like we said we mentioned earlier you'd have a pension you would buy a house and then you if you had any money spare you would put that in a bank and you'd get five percent interest rates and that would be kind of all you need to do you'd maybe have a bit dabble if you wanted to on uh investments but essentially today one of the key messages i'm trying to kind of tell or explain to people is yeah today everyone needs to invest we're all investors because Essentially, there was legislation in two thousand and fifteen which this law was changed where it 's called pension freedoms, which is kind of blown open the pension market pensions notoriously super boring, so i won 't go into the the details, but yeah, the quickest way to get thrown out of a pension uh, party is to start talking about pensions so i won't cover that in too much detail, but yeah essentially so everyone at home essentially you're all investors today, and you have to take a, an active kind of un- essentially it's an understanding about investing and the the I think the two main things you have to understand in my opinion is so money mindset, understanding what how money works and your own personal money mindset. And essentially that was the topic of my first book. And the second is asset allocation. So essentially an asset is something that puts money into your pocket, whereas a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket. And how you manage those assets. So the way I explain this is I've created a football formation, it's what is called football formation, asset allocation. It's a card game. Essentially it teaches people how to manage their assets in a fun simple and achievable way so we talk about kind of frugality and it's a bit like if you score a goal money goes into your pocket and if you concede a goal money goes out of your pocket so you as an individual you you're your own asset and you have a choice between essentially you can be spend or save essentially and yeah being frugal with your money which I'm not very good at or I'm still learning is essentially you're not conceding um, more goals so essentially you're you're not losing those goals, and you can essentially score more goals. But well, maybe tell, tell us more about frugality. That's quite an because it's something I really need to improve on. So, kind of any top tips you would you would recommend about before we hear Faith's answer on top tips for frugality. Here's a quick message from our sponsors, the book Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the, the roots. roots. What is the price of education? University fees now cost nine thousand pounds. Navigating the minefield of investing. Avoiding costly errors may cost you thousands of pounds. A Times report revealed the cost of financial advice would cost you hundreds of thousands of pounds over 20 years just to top up a lifetime allowance on your pension. Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruits, you need the roots, empowers you to make your own investing decisions. It aims to put money into your pocket, time back into your day and remove stress from your life, all for under 10 pounds. Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruits, you need the roots, is now available on Amazon, in print, Kindle, or Audible versions. It was shortlisted by the Financial Times in 2018, and it aims to be the best investment you make this decade. Get your copy today. I guess kind of coming back to frugality, it's more about not wasting things I, I i guess i always may i i didn't never understood it. i guess i always kind of thought it was a bit like clipping coupons or kind of you know that sort of thing but yeah it's, you know
1: what i i think it's all about making the most of your money so yeah. it's any spending you do how could you either spend less or get more out of it yeah. so i would question anything i do um you know start looking at the biggest expenses in your life, they are typically going to be your mortgage. Um, so are you on the best deal you can be on if you have the same mortgage for quite a while? It may be that you've got an increase, increased equity in your property or you've got, um, or you, you know, maybe you've slipped on the standard variable rate. Um, mortgage rates out there are so low at the moment, make sure you're on the lowest one. Um, the other one of the other big costs for most families is food and that's one where, um, you can massively save on food if you for a start cooking as opposed to if you do the work rather than paying somebody else to do the work um, by buying takeaways eating in restaurants if we ever could again um and buying ready meals um doing things like meal planning um looking at the ingredients you use and so trying to buy um make switches so that you are not buying the most expensive brands can you downshift to supermarket own brands or value brands and not notice the difference, um, but save a lot of money that way. Um, they're just anything, anything that I do, I will be thinking, okay, is there, if I'm buying online, can I get cash back with this? Is there an offer code that I can, is there a way I can avoid paying for postage and packing? Um, it's just a being much more conscious of what I spend and making sure that if i am spending money it's going to be something that i really value um and so not just spending for the sake of it To me shopping is not a hobby it's a necessary evil
0: yeah that's super interesting and i think if there's any kind of positives out of this lockdown that it's, it's definitely i've focused more on my spending essentially buying yeah we had now we've now got a meal plan at home and we make it kind of a bit more yeah like you said kind of not wasting things and uh yeah making a bit more i think you mentioned before about actually having being more mindful with your spending i think that's super powerful as well actually
1: thinking about how to to manage your money better being mindful about it rather than mindless yes Uh, i think there's actually one of the things that um i think when people first hear about fire they they the thought is overwhelmingly on the retire early part and this enormous sum of money that you might need to raise in order to do it, because one of the you know, a very basic tenet of fire is to look at how much you spend in a year. And then if you can save up, and, you know, invest to reach 25 times that, um, yeah. that's big enough. Um, in theory, you know, the 4% withdrawal royal, uh, has um, detractors um, yeah. that focuses on that, the massive sum of money. Um, but when you're actually living it, it's a lot more about thinking about what you want out of life, what actually makes you happy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and though, for me, there's a massive overlap with sustainability and um, environmental aspects. Yeah. Um, so as part of making the most of my money, you know, it's not just the frugal side. It's the kind of distress, if you like, at waste I don't i want to minimize my use of the world's resources so therefore i don't want to buy food that just ends up in the bin um, yeah. and creates waste i don't want to be buying things that end up in landfill if i can reuse stuff that we've already got or repair things or avoid buying them in the first place um so i think there's a lot around questioning all the advertising and marketing messages that surround us all the time you know pressure yeah. to buy there are very few marketing messages saying don't buy you yeah. know magically having a new scatter cushion or a different car is not is not going to be the key to all our human happiness
0: yeah that's super interesting i think yeah there's a kind of age of mass consumption we're living through at the moment where everyone kind of is consuming more and more yeah. Yeah. We'll touch on, we're going to talk about UN goals in shortly, which might, the sustainability goals, which shortly, but I'm just going to, before we go, I just kind of want to ask about, and the critics of the fire movement might say it's mainly for single male from a privileged background who can over, who earn more than average wage. What are your thoughts on that? What, um, that might be an interesting topic to kind of bring up.
1: I think there's definitely an element of truth to that. If you want to pinpoint people who have been able to actually hit retire early in their 30s, they likely are very high earners. I mean, I think your ideal possibly would be a dual earning couple (laughs) with no kids, You know, they've got perhaps the most chance of hitting fire. Um, Certainly, fire is only relevant if you've got spare income, let's face it. Um, if you are in a situation where you're completely struggling to make ends meet, then there is no way that you're going to build up enough money to be able to retire decades early. You know, the math just isn't there. Um, but as I was saying, I think some of the fundamental tenets of financial independence are really questioning your spending, cutting down your living costs, making the most of the money you do have and saving and yeah. investing the difference. They can apply no matter what income bracket you're in um and will help improve your financial situation but holding it out as the chance to actually retire early decades early that's not gonna happen i don't know i mean do you want me to talk a little bit about my own situation um
0: yeah however you want i don't mind i'm just i guess i from i guess it's from my own personal i guess i'm kind of the yeah i guess i i want to kind of highlight that it's yeah it is for everyone and not just for I mean I'm I guess I'm classic kind of um, male white kind of maybe I'm I've been privileged and lucky to be from you know like yeah I had two parents sure. that and were, yeah I'm, I guess I'm consider I'm quite lucky and I'm kind of grateful for that and I'm like to talk about that and I guess it's not as easy for everyone as
1: maybe I maybe think, out I guess I'm I think maybe, most you know, people I know I think most of the people I know that have actually reached retire early part of it um, have there's been there's been some element of privilege or luck along the way absolutely you know it, it the, um, we might have worked very hard in reducing costs and investing, but there's been some element um, like Barney Whiter at The Escape Artist had, um, a, you know, a good well paid job in the city as an accountant, yeah. there are other people, perhaps it's through uh, inheritance, um, perhaps it's through, there's one person I'm thinking of who created a really good business um, with kind of ebooks. Um, yeah. Publishing business, and that was how he managed to retire early. And in my own case, um, the reason that we were in a position to change our lives was um, thanks to property prices. You know, there's no question about that. I think the part that was in our control um, was that even when my husband and I, you know, were both earning full time, we were very careful about um, our spending um we paid down debt um we'd only taken on a smaller mortgage um, that we were sure we could afford even if i went on maternity leave so there were things that we did that were sensible um but what made the massive difference was that we were able to get on the property ladder in london and it got to the point when i'd had my second child and our second child and my husband's contract was ending and it was kind of looking at it it was one of those um turning points in your life. And it's like, well, we've got a choice here. Either we can carry on living a London life with both of us working full time, and um, that will involve enormous amounts on childcare and a certain amount on comm- commuting. Um, but you know, that's if we both follow kind of London career route. Yeah. Um, or what you were saying about asset allocation, um, we've, we're sitting on this property, And as well, it was in Hackney, a house in Hackney. It was worth a lot of money. And by selling that and moving out from London to Suffolk, so a lower cost of living area where property prices were a lot lower, and that suddenly freed up a huge amount of cash. And what that meant was that we could live without a mortgage that took our cost space right down. Um, We could also buy a small buy to let. So that's a bit of passive income from the rent coming in each month. And it meant that I could carry on with my freelance work part-time working from home. I could be there to take the kids to school and pick them up. So I wasn't looking at childcare costs and it freed up my husband, um, so that he could return to working for the charity sector on a significantly lower income than if you're a full-time London salary. Yeah. So for us, that was a big change in our lives. And it was very much questioning. Um, is what's going to make us happy pursuing this kind of aggressive career progression Yeah. Um, or is what's important to us actually time together and as a family yeah. with our kids um, and kind of step, I don't know whether stepping off the career ladder is perhaps what it is, but you know, it's a, yeah. a step sideways and moving to a completely different part of the country and living our lives in a very different way on a lot less money. Um, and that, that was a choice that that we made um so yeah you know we're not going to have um a Lamborghini in the drive and the holiday in Barbados every year um but we've got peace of mind and freedom and security and we work a lot less hours
0: yeah i think you hit a nail on the head with time i think time is our pressure, most precious asset which and essentially one of the calculations for fire is essentially working out how much time you have left how average li- living and then work out your expenses to work out how many days of expenses you need and then that's a kind of a good calculation to to, to work from but yeah time is our most precious asset money can be created whereas we never time is one of the things you, you can't get back so quickly before we go I, yeah we talked about sustainability as well so the un goals. so if you could click fingers and solve one of the say so 17 of um, the, the world's biggest problems that the united nations have come up with and I think it's a good kind of indicator of kind of where we can essentially solve some of the big problems. So if you could click your fingers and solve either one or two of these problems, which ones would you look at first?
1: Wow, <laughs> there are a lot of amazing goals on this sheet. Some of the stuff that I work towards my, um, the most myself is around um, poverty. Yeah. Um, some of the campaigns that i'm able to put on my blog like live below the line and um the ration challenge are very much around um combating poverty because with that with people have a certain um standard of living then you know if you're gonna avoid poverty then you kind of cut out the hunger you allow people to look after themselves to get the education to um, look after their health so that helps towards a lot of the other goals and the other aspect as we talked about um the kind of sustainability side of it and climate action and i guess right now um one of the issues that i've been looking at that perhaps i hadn't engaged with so much before was around um reduced inequalities so not just gender inequality but with um the focus that has been on black lives matter thinking about reducing inequalities um, across different populations
0: yeah, no, super interesting. I actually re- noticed that the United Nations goal doesn't have, it has gender equality, um, combating gender inequality, it doesn't have racial inequality, it does have another one of just combating inequality. Yeah, I mean, reduced
1: inequality, inequality. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the closest. <laughs> I've yeah, a that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. no, I, super, I agree, it's, it's such a high um, priority um, to, to, to talk about and to highlight as well. But um, yeah, so... Yeah, thanks for that. So that's interesting. But, um, before we go, any books you'd recommend? If you had, could have a book that would be published in the school or be um, in a library or um, be given to a school, what, any book you'd have or any quotes that you'd recommend or any, something funny you've heard recently?
1: I think there's two books I really recommend. Um, there's a really practical one, um, Pete Matthews, The Meaningful Money Handbook.
0: Okay, um, I've got that book.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a really good book in terms of it talks about kind of, you know, cutting your costs on one side, investing, increasing your income on the other side. And a third chunk, I think you rarely see in um, uh, a lot of standard money books, which is about protection and making sure you've got things like life insurance.
0: Uh, yeah. And
1: Pete's very good on that. So that's a, very yeah, practical, that's a very practical book. The other one that really resonates with me, and that's partly with my, my frugality background, um, is The Millionaire Next Door.
0: Okay, I love that book.
1: Yeah, I really love that book. And I think, um, in terms of something that will put financial independence, right, retire early into perspective and kind yeah. of show sure that it isn't just for extremely high, high earning uh, single men, but yeah. it can be much, much more attainable if you do yeah. bring down your living costs. Then that is a fascinating book.
0: With Meaningful Money, I, I've um, sent Pete some messages. He's a really nice guy. I would say, yeah. I book and I was actually, it's not, it's better for, I actually gave it to my dad because it's better for kind of an older generation. I would say for millennials, it doesn't cover a lot of the stuff that millennials need to know. I think it's, yeah, I would argue my book, Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruits, neither is a better book, but it's, I take your point. It's really good for protection. It's not, talks about a lot, um, especially in other books with Millionaire Next Door. I like that book a lot. It covers the seven habits of Millionaires essentially, in what they do, and how they essentially become a millionaire. And it's not a lot of the things you think about. It's a lot of it's like looking at the car they drive. Essentially, they drive a normal car rather than buying the Lamborghini or whatever. And they talk about there are things, other things like starting your own business or having a job where essentially you have a sales background where you can actually control your income. That's one of the things that they look at as a millionaire. And yeah, they cover things like frugality, having a great defense. I think they talk about in in the middle next door. Actually, I've got a um, a video summarizing that on my YouTube channel coming out this Friday. Actually, fun enough. Uh, Brilliant. By Rand, by Rand But Yeah, check out my um, my channel, Millennial Money Mindset. I cover yeah book reviews, giveaway tips, and talk about kind of business and entrepreneurial journeys. But um, yeah, thank you so much, Faith, for for joining us today on uh, Millennial Money Mindset. So, if someone at home, listening at home, wants to contact you or get uh, more information from you? Where would they go
1: to? What would they, how would they, is there a search engine, your blog? Tell us more about that. My blog is at muchmorewithless.co.uk. I've also got the Much More With Less Money Saving Year Facebook group. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram where I'm at muchmore_less underscore less.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. We've talked about FIRE, financial independence, retire early we've been joined today by faith archer and yeah thank you so much faith that's been you've given away some amazing value so hopefully um yeah we're really grateful for your time and for your knowledge so thanks again
1: and not at all hope it helps it's many a subject i'm very passionate about
0: thank you so much so please like please subscribe and please tell one person to listen to millennial money mindset if you want the fruits you need the roots
1: money
0: Man said, "I think that sounds right."